Med Family is a show about a family journeying through medical school with kids and navigating married life. Tag along to see how we got here and where this journey is taking us. Hi, welcome to our podcast, Med Family. I'm the host, Eric Acker, hosting, of course, with my lovely wife, Karen, <laughs> as she Hi, likes guys. to say before we started. Let's get this short and sweet. So <laughs> let's see if we can do that today. We're a little tired with the time change and the kids not adjusting well. So, so there's a few factors going in with this. So the time change is one. As obviously last week, we, anyone who might have been downloading the podcast noticed that we ended up publishing it on Thursday morning instead of the typical Wednesday morning. And that has a lot to do with my current rotation and time demands and prioritization. So as much as I like the podcast, passing this rotation seems to be a little bit more important. So we'll, we'll get into that in just a little bit, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. But it's been an interesting week for the family. Like, we had Xander's birthday. So yeah, you gotta, I posted a picture of the cake earlier this week. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a it's pretty pretty good likeness of Sean the Sheep. The, the claymation cartoon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think if I did it again, I'd do it a little differently. But I... It looked really good. I think he did a good job. And uh, I didn't get to watch them eat the cake today. So, But th- that was one of the top three things that they said that they did today <laughs> when I got home. So <laughs> They got cake with marshmallows. <laughs> it's marshmallows, cake, chocolate. So they, they had a good time. Uh, I think the kids uh, appreciated it quite a bit. And then Karen finally got her first haircut in a year and a half, two years. <laughs> yeah, since we've been back from the island. And let me tell you, like I cut my own hair, so I understand how long it takes to cut hair. Women's hair is nothing like men's hair. Apparently. Although, I will <laughs> say, like my, my appointment was exceptionally long. I was thinking it was going to be like three hours, maybe four. Like we've been negotiating this hair appointment for kind of, it feels like months now where... Karen has had picked out her stylist or whatever they're called. And, like, okay, when do you think it would be a good idea? We were supposed to do it during my hospitalist rotation. Yeah. And then for some, I think the person was booked out or something. So Karen picked the uh, first available. First available on a Saturday during my Dr. Lomboy rotation. And I was like, okay, no big deal. You know, I'll watch the kids for a couple hours and we'll have a good time. And,. Karen will come home and I can escape and do some schoolwork. Ended up being like <laughs> six hours. Six hours. And <laughs> so not as much schoolwork got done that day. Uh, we no. made up for it on Sunday a little bit, which is not usually our MO. We don't like to do that too often. No, but so Sunday is normally our family day. Eric doesn't typically do any studying or school unless the kids are asleep. And even then, like that's kind of our time to just reconnect as a couple and have a conversation with without the school unless he's Which behind it feels something. like we haven't been able to have much of a conversation the last few weeks yeah oh. but um <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it's the rotation that you're on so tiring <laughs> so this week with eric having spent time with the kids at least he got the family time in during that time so it was and you needed to get stuff done in order for your presentation today with dr lomboy so we just kind of switched things around this week to make it work. Uh, and on top of all that, so hair appointment, 
kid's birthday, my truck decided to have an issue. Yep. Yep. And so now we're doing every other day I have a car, which is fine. I mean, I don't, as long as I can take Oliver to speech, that's really the only regular thing. And if I get in a bind, I can always Instacart Instacart groceries or call up Kylie or something and be like, hey. (laughs) I, I think I know what's wrong with it. I think I, I can fix it, and I can think I can do it in one day. I just need the parts to arrive. We would, I was driving my partner to our rotation as we were alternating on carpooling, and the car went from sixth gear to first gear to third gear, back to first gear, and then back to sixth. Like it was a very exciting few mi- mi- moments <laughs> with the car to you know, pull off a little bit, wait, park, you know, stop the car, turned it off, turned it back on, and did it again. And decided, okay, I think it's best to just take this car back home before I destroy the engine doing something, you know, trying to force it to get all the way down to Perry. So we took it back home and driving Karen's lovely Ascent, which is a much nicer car. I, <laughs> I like my truck, don't get me wrong, but the Ascent is a much nicer car. But it's just kind of one extra complication on top of everything else is now we got to fix the truck. <laughs> yeah, but realistically speaking, if he we can make this work until Eric gets online if if need be. It's not that big of a deal because there's nothing wrong with my car at the moment, so at the moment, what are you trying to do? <laughs> what are you trying to do? I'm exactly? not saying anything. We don't like <laughs> that. Wasn't meant to be that my car is going to crap out to anytime soon. We purposely bought my car because mm, not acceptable. We were. <laughs> it is. I oh. know you had it out for my truck for a long time, but you don't. <laughs> you don't need to ruin. I don't have it that. out for my car. I like my car. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> every opportunity every time we're like oh we, we might get a residency in this location like step one is sell eric's truck <laughs> he gets so he gets so, so resentful like, <laughs> why is my truck the first thing to go i don't understand i i only made the suggestion that if he was going to drive to his away rotations and it was going to be several days worth of driving maybe Maybe at this point in time, we get rid of the truck, as useful as it is and as nice as it is to have one, and get a more fuel-efficient vehicle for those trips. The gas is totally cheap right now. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't like my idea, so we're just going to nix it for now. (laughs) I like my truck. (laughs) Anyway... I found, got the parts. They're being shipped here. Oh, I haven't done the Amazon order, so I should do that one soon. Oh, that'll only take a day. Yeah, but it should only cost us roughly $300 to fix the truck. And that's plus, you know, my labor and the, the labor that uh, Brandon has offered. So, <laughs> uh, which will probably equate to maybe buying them a dinner or something like that. Yeah. So, relatively cheap because you can't buy Mormon's beer. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to make it into the final <laughs> cut. <laughs> anyway, so that's hopefully the parts come soon. We get the truck back up and running. Karen will have her car that she doesn't typically drive very often anyway, but it would be nice for well, her to have access to a People will be back by that point, by the 18th, so we people can resume play dates. So Suzanne and Caleb are out of town. Oh, that's right. Kylie is back in town now. Okay. They're doing karate Wednesdays and Saturdays now. I figured you would like to have a vehicle in case like something came up and like you needed to like 
drive somewhere really quick to actually have a vehicle that you could do that yeah. with with four kids anyway today that now that we're recording is so this is monday week two of my dr lomboy rotation which is our internal medicine special in, inpatient that, outpatient inpatient outpatient is what i like to call it because you do a little bit of inpatient and a lot of outpatient but more importantly this is what every medical student thinks of well at least the third years and fourth years is match day because as a third year i am watching all the people above us that i've been talking to i've looked up to gotten advice from and uh you know in a large part been sitting on the sidelines cheering for them because i you know i want them to succeed and because if i follow their advice hopefully i succeed i can succeed too uh they are all matching today they all get well they get notified if they, they get an match. email. Yeah, they get an email from the national match registration system, and it just says, "Congratulations, you've matched." Or yeah, and I think they'll find out Friday where they've matched. That's too. right. Yeah, they, they, Friday morning they're going to email from the same system saying, "This is where you matched," which is kind of ridiculous that the system has figured out that it has matched you, but it won't tell you where you matched until five days later. That's a little silly, but in either case, it's been kind of an exciting day because you're, you're kind of, it also a little nerve wracking too, because you're, you're checking with all your friends, but this is one of those, like, you want to be like, you, you definitely want to be happy for them, but at the same time, like you're cautiously asking them about news that, you know, like, I hope, it's been a good day. So, you know, it's like, because you don't want to be like, hey, you matched. You know, I hope you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you matched. And they're like, no, I didn't match. I had to do the scramble. And they're like, oh, shoot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awkward. I mean, it's, it's a disappointing. It's, I liken it in a way to you talk to somebody and they failed a test. Like, and you passed it. And so everyone's excited that they passed, but it was like a few people who failed it and they feel like crap. They feel like they didn't, you know, they've just, they're not cut, they're not making the cut and they're obviously disappointed. And by, by far, and that's a really bad example because like not making the match is like the pinnacle of yeah, the, like, that's is where like the that's... most devastating thing. And then that's not to say like anyone who didn't match is stupid or bad or doesn't deserve to be a doctor it's just like it's horrible bad luck it's like the nightmare of every medical student out there but i mean overall it was good news today matt was on the show he matched heather matched seth was on the show he matched have we have anyone else that was a um, fourth year on the show no i think that was the only only, only, was the only fourth years that we've talked about or have had on the show so yeah and we were hoping i don't know if it will happen but because there's a lot of things i mean this is an people are going to be moving <laughs> and all that stuff but we were hoping that maybe we can get a couple of them on the show to, to kind of talk about that process and what it was like um but we will see <laughs> yeah that, that's the ideal that's one of our running ideas i just need to nail some feet to the ground <laughs> We'll see how that works out, but it's definitely an exciting time. And then, of course, you you do know you end up inevitably knowing one or two people who did not match, and so that's again it's a kind of a heart wrenching situation where you're like you you you're rooting for them the entire time. You want them to succeed because ultimately you want your chances of succeeding to be high as well. And in fact, everyone. 
if everyone seems to do well, then hopefully you'll do well as well. But it is sad to see. I hope those people can find you know, go through the, I think they call it a SOAP. I'm not sure what it stands for. And then I've heard other people call it the scramble. And either way, I hope anyone who didn't match can find a spot. I know it's tough. It's not the most ideal situation to go through. But I, I hope that anybody out there who is not matching matches. And again, it's also very exciting to see people ha- who have matched. And like, and I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm revealing anything too crazy because when Seth was on here he told he talked about how he wanted to be in emergency medicine and emergency medicine is a pretty competitive residency and that's the only and I believe that's the only residency subspecialty that he applied to so he didn't do emergency medicine and a family medicine backup or anything like that he was all in on emergency medicine so the fact that he matched means he he matched in emergency medicine so he he did a really good job and got into a field that is competitive. And so that's that's kind of something that's a little bit hopeful, you know? <laughs> so somebody who I, I've been trying to emulate a lot of his study habits. study habits and whatnot and taking a lot of his advice. And then Matthew Barville, who was a huge wealth of information we had on the show, uh, kind of did a, a knowledge dump on us. <laughs> he he matched as well, so it's like it's really exciting to see these people match. It's exciting to see them take that next step into becoming full fledged doctors. I know it's it's crazy to think about. You do four years of medical school, and you're really not a full fledged doctor until you finish your residency. But it really is the next big step, and I'm glad to see people <laughs> making that big step and making it into places that they, you know, they're trying for. Like Matthew Barbo, I think all he applied to was uh, in total medicine programs. And he told me what his top three are. I'm not going to reveal it, but I hope he made it into one of his top three. For our personal sake, I know we're relatively friend. We're good friends with uh, Seth and his family. I hope that he makes only one of his top three. But I, you know, honestly, I hope he. I hope he <laughs> because makes... we're hoping to apply there as well. Or, that... No, we're hoping he stays somewhat close. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's. But realistically, I'm 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 glad I'm just happy that he he's matched and that'd be great. So again, this is uh, I know we just really jumped right into match, and it's such a complicated process, which we will get to a little bit probably closer yeah, to September when, 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 when we're you're, applying. When you're first year and second year, you don't even really think about matching per se. Like it's it's out there. But it's beyond step one. And so the first two years, it's just all about getting to step one. Yeah. Well, I remember when we were on the island, like it was it was class and it was MBME. And you just went term by term. And this term you have one MBME. And this term you have three. And this term you have four. Or I, I don't even remember. Right. But realistically speaking, you were on the island for the first two years. And like fifth term was kind of, I don't know what fifth term is. They're kind of it on was the island, but kind of not. it's being transitioned off the island. And or... now fifth term is in Georgia, but I still feel like that's kind of the same type thing. Like you get through all of your classes and your MBMEs, and then fifth term is now like your supplemental study and your practice test to help you pass step one. And then once you pass step one, you can get into your core rotations, but it just like, it wasn't something that you really thought of on the Island. Like I know the Island was your first four terms and fifth term was kind of like the question mark. And then once you got 
past fifth term, and then it was like, now what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like cores is kind of the same thing. You get you start getting through your cores, and like we're looking at all the people matching, but realistically speaking, we are trying. Like Eric applied to applied to uh, one of the a, residency uh, a way rotation in, in Michigan. Michigan this week and we're hoping to get at least two more accomplished maybe by the end of this week or maybe by the end of this uh rotation yeah and and honestly like regarding that uh michigan (laughs) away rotation audition like honestly shout out to the my old boss and if you have any connection anybody you used to work for i was surprised like because that that particular position reached out to me and wanted to have a phone call. We ended up chatting for, I don't know, 45 minutes about something. And, like, he could have easily just forgotten me. It's been three years since I worked for him. And, but he still, today was, you know, not today, but he still was very invested and very interested in my success. And that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. I think a lot of times we, we think that, people we work for don't care and so oh it's been too many years so i'm not going to go back and ask them honestly like a a good number of these physicians understand the struggle (laughs) maybe it's been too far removed to understand the quantitative value of a step score but they still understand like oh man i remember trying to do my away rotations and doing cores and trying to do match like they remember that because that stuff's pretty impactful. And this position I used to work for three years ago, he really stepped up and is putting some really good, like he's really short, putting on an effort. Like I, I don't know. I, I, I never really would have thought he would have do, he would have done a lot of this stuff, but he's a, an awesome guy for doing it. Like I, I think I submitted the application and because I was having some conversation with the secretary of this program, that kind of gave me the impression that my odds were pretty slim. And my odds are pretty slim for this rotation. Let's just be honest. For a residency. For, for residency, for sure. And then to then tack on, like, having the audition possibly not come through. Because essentially, like, if I can't do the audition, I'm just not going to go down this route. Like, I'm just going to stick with the internal medicine route, I'm pretty sure. But I just submitted the application last night. This morning, I sent him a message just saying, hey, I submitted the application. The secretary I talked to didn't really give me a, a good impression that I was going to have a good shot at getting an audition. If you wouldn't mind putting in a good word, if you can, then I would greatly appreciate it. And then he just sent me a message and said, Doctor, I reached out to the medical director. So, like, that's above and beyond. <laughs> like, really. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to become of it. They still might look at my numbers and everything and say, yeah, not, not really something more. <laughs> and again, this is totally a long shot. Like if if I ever became a resident in this program, it You'd would be, be a, over the moon. I mean, like, it would, <laughs> it'd, it'd be like, like climbing Mount Everest. Like this is a program that has so far only taken DOs. And there is the merge. Obviously, DO programs and MD programs are now merged together. But there's obviously... Been, that's been a year at least, and then they they still have only taken DOs. So not only will have they have taken their first MD, they will have taken a first MD from a Caribbean school. So uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's me talking myself down a little bit, but it would be pretty impressive uh, and pretty 
surprising. But in either case, that was just my little side trail there. That if you have your old connections, no matter、use、how、them. old they are, <laughs> go ahead and use them because generally people want to help each other out. And, and not everybody's going to help you. I mean, Eric worked for a clinic, and he was under what seven? About seven,、uh, seven different surgeons, and one of them is is helping them. Others will check in periodically, but I mean, they're not also sticking their neck out either. So it's yeah, you just never know, and yeah, you just never know. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, the worst they can say is no if you ask, right? Yeah, and. <laughs> Going back to this match day and like tying it in a little bit with these audition, it is kind of an exciting time because you get to see a glimpse of what you're going to go through a year from now. Like I don't, I'm not going to be particularly excited for the weekend before. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna be a hot mess. It's, it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> I, I, I think Karen's gonna have to plan some sort of outing or something so that you're still gonna be in rotations. Yeah, but not not that weekend. But it's it's exciting that you like you're watching your friends match, but then you also at the same time you're like you're trying to get things organized. You're trying to get your personal statement written. You're gonna CV done. You're You're trying to pile your application together because in just a few short months, you yourself are going to be applying for that same process, and you're going to be at the away rotations. You're going to, and then, you know, before you know it, you're going to be the guy matching. So, it's such a, I don't know, it's such a weird because it's March and they sent those applications in in September. September. So like it's been I don't know six months. Yeah, but they've got interviews in there and they've got their away yeah, rotations. But that means like, yeah. It's basically six months from now we start the process that just ended. Yep. So it's, and then a year from now we hopefully see the fruit of anything that we did. So, <laughs> in either case, it's been, it's been a, an exciting day.、Um, a lot of people in our rotation, the people who work in the doctor's office, have seen multiple students come through, and so they were checking on all the, their students and seeing who has made it and who has made it where. Oh,、and、that's nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, so because like Doctor Lomboy has had Matthew Barbo, he has had Seth, he has had a few other people. So he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm glad that that these guys made.、It. I'm gonna go check on these other ones." And so that's nice to see、uh, that they're invested. Most yeah, a lot of medical people. It's even during our morning rounds today. One of the doctors、uh, in the physicians' lounge poked his head out. It's like it's match day today, and. <laughs> <laughs> Talked about like his niece or somebody who who matched today or something like that. So it's it's really interesting. It's kind of a special day in medic in the medical field, which I guess brings us into our current rotation. Current rotation with Doctor Lomboy. I'm gonna before my little dark cloud comes onto this. <laughs> I'm gonna let Karen maybe give her impression of how she thinks it's going. So I've talked to a couple other. Students and spouses of students who have gone through Doctor Lomboy, and all of them that I have talked to have felt like they weren't doing a very good job, and that they <laughs> were going to fail this rotation, and it was very hard. But that they learned a lot at the end. Like I was talking to Ruth last night, and her husband just has Joseph been on the yes, yeah, her husband Joseph had him. Joseph Call. Yes, and.、Uh, She's like, yeah, that was the one rotation where he would leave in the morning. He would come home. He would say hi as he's walking past, and then close himself into his like study area, 
and we didn't really see him for those three weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Eric's not an exception to the rule. Uh, he thinks that he's not doing as good as he should. He's staying up a little bit later. But to be fair, like we knew this was going to be a hard rotation. And to be fair, we haven't had as much as we've had a couple late-ish nights. We've done pretty well with our schedule. Like we've had a few nights where we've made it to bed at 1130 midnight, but not like I know some students that have had him who have, it was every other night they would get sleep and then, and they'd be up to like three finishing PowerPoints or trying to make sure that they've got everything ready for their presentation and they've got all their notes and they've studied up for what they need to present. So I don't think in general you're doing worse than the average student (laughs) that has gone through Dr. Lomboy's office. So let me, I guess, add some personal experiences to what Karen is saying. So I don't want to give the impression right off the bat i don't want to give the impression that dr lomboy is some mean preceptor who's out to and i'm not saying you're saying that. oh no no, no. i'm just i'm trying to clarify about my for myself because <laughs> I, I i there's a difference between hard preceptors and bad preceptors and I, I don't think i've had a bad preceptor but dr lomboy is one of those doctors who's very smart he's very intelligent and he'll start asking you questions. He'll start trying to pry a little bit more into the, you know, like a little bit past the surface level of information. Like, okay, what you know, you know about this condition. Well, what are you, what do you know about the labs you order for this condition? Like, why would you order these labs over this lab? What are you looking for if you order this lab? Why are you just ordering that lab for no reason? And he has a particular way of doing things that. I don't, and again, this isn't meant to be a bad thing. I think there's a benefit of being kind of broken down a little bit, being humbled to some degree, being kind of brought back to reality. It's essentially what the definition of hum, him being humbled is: is being back, you know, being brought back to re, back to the surface of who you actually are. Not like not lower than you are, but like this is this is actually what I am. <laughs> like you. I come off of this hospitalist rotation and I think I'm feeling pretty good. Like I've done a few presentations. I'm not doing terrible with getting diagnoses down. I'm I'm doing a pretty good job just understanding the conditions and treatment of conditions. And so I'm like, I, I think I got internal medicine down. I think I got this. I'm, I'm going to be a good doctor. And then you kind of go into this rotation and you can't answer questions <laughs> or you try to answer questions. You answer them wrong. You, uh, I, I, and one of my, one of my biggest struggles, um, that's really been coming to a bit of a head this week and last week was I have a bit of a speech impediment and I'm not trying to use that as an excuse. Like that's not going to be a crutch I'm going to use for the rest of my life. But it does cause me to not always pronounce things correctly. And it makes enunciation a little bit harder. And so one of the the kind of the pet peeves of this particular preceptor is that he wants you to pronounce things as they should be. So that everyone can clearly understand what you are saying and what you are asking for, what you are ordering or whatever. And another 
issue because I, I did ask him about this this evening. I didn't tell you about this, oh. but he's like, I do it because I would rather you fail or have issues here than do it in residency and in front of a large crowd where it might be more embarrassing. Like, here to fix things now and get better. As long as you make, you know, basically you're here to make some effort and make some fixes. And he said two things, like a lot of medical students read. We, we re- do a lot of reading. We do our flashcards. And so you recognize a lot of drugs just by what they look like. And it's all, yep, that is, uh, yeah, it's that drug. <laughs> it's the the generic equivalent, the Plavix. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's the one it is. And so you don't actually say the word. And you just kind of, you know it by sight. And he's noticed that a lot of medical students, because it's how we study, that's how we do a lot of things, we don't say things out loud, that we also don't know how to pronunciate. Pronounce. <laughs> yeah, we don't know how to pronounce. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know, I'm saying it really weird. We don't know how to pronounce these medications and so it drives them nuts thanks for correcting me also that's why i said sorry really really, uh nails that that thing right in there but to be (laughs) fair so this is to be fair at working as a biller for a large pharmaceutical distribution what i don't know you were a biller for a pharmaceutical company yep um and when people called in most people cannot pronounce the grand majority of drugs most people do not know what those drugs do. It's only going to be um, really fellow doctors and nurses, if you're talking to them, that are going to be like, what? <laughs> and even then, like, there are resources available. Like, I, when I, what was that app that I had when I worked at? I don't know. Anyways, I had an app myself when I worked at the pharmacy that if I could not pronounce a drug... Like you could you could hit on it and it would say it for you out loud, which was nice. It also told you what it was for, which technically I wasn't allowed to tell people over the phone what that drug was for. <laughs> right. A pharmacist had to do that. But for the most part, as a doctor, I feel like you would be writing out a script. So as long as you can spell it or if you know the brand name, you can just not most pads or systems have it so that you can circle or generic or <laughs> so that it that works exact, that way. I mean, that's, that's a nice idea, but you still have to know how to pronounce say yes. things. And yes. so that nurses, if you say, oh, I want this medication and the nurse knows what medication to grab. I mean, we kind of a prime example um, today, we had saw an is- a, issue where it looked like the patient might have gotten hydralazine as opposed to hydroxazine. Oh, two very different medications. <laughs> so yep. I don't know. We didn't. We yeah. You know, that wasn't my patient for today. But we were, we were doing some chart review on a particular patient, and it was like, huh. I'm curious of what what happened here. Like I'm curious of which one the patient actually took, and that's just like typed out. So, you know, and you can maybe listening to that, you know, you can see the, hear the difference between hydralazine and hydroxazine. But if you say it quickly, then maybe someone hears the wrong one and orders the wrong medication. So there is, I think, wisdom to it. It just sucks. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But who names these drugs? So seriously, none of them are phonetically anything. Oh my gosh. They're they're the worst. (laughs) They are literally the worst. This is why, like, 
even during my presentation today, we were having, there was one drug that kept popping up and I struggled with it for a few seconds and I was like, Plavix. <laughs> it's Plavix. That's what it is. And I just moved on because I was like, I'm so tired of dealing with the generic name for this stupid drug. It's Plavix. <laughs> So that that's one of the things that I, I do have to work on. It's not, I can't blame a speech impediment for that for the rest of my life. I, I just need to get better at it. Yeah. Well, and realistically speaking, you are speaking clearer now than when we first started dating. I appreciate that. Was that a knuckle dragger? No. First... <laughs> <laughs> no, but you sounded like you had an accent, oh. which you don't really anymore. I still get that every now and then. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe we've just been together so long I don't hear it anymore, but... <laughs> what? Maybe we're getting a Georgian accent. We are not getting a Georgian accent. <laughs> anyway, we never got an to, island accent. Let me get back to this <laughs> rotation. So essentially how this rotation is structured is we will start off in the morning at the hospital. And Perry is a small community hospital. It doesn't have that many beds. It has like a four-bed ICU. It does have a surgery center, but it's very small. Uh, in either case, we start up that morning, we see, the, we see the patients that are assigned to Dr. Lomboy. We do a progress note on those patients, and you do a pre-round, and, and this is the very true form of pre-round. Most of the time when I pre-rounded on patients, I would just look at the chart, look at the history, and just kind of make some general notes of how the patient was doing based on the information in the chart. This type of rerounding involves that, but also going into the patient's room and talking to the patient. On like our second day, or our first day of actual rounding with patients, one of our patients actually ratted us out because we didn't we didn't actually go see her because we thought she was sleeping, <laughs> and so we thought we'll just leave her alone and go chat with the nurse and ask the nurse what was going on. And then when the preceptor got there. And we were there with the preceptor. He was like, hey, did they see you earlier today? And she was like, nope, haven't seen any of the, any of them. I'm just like, great. <laughs> thanks. And we were like, oh, well, we were just letting you sleep. And she was like, I wasn't sleeping. I'm like, thanks. Thanks Everybody thought you were sleeping, but you. Yeah. Even the nurse thought you were sleeping. So anyway, so that yeah, that's essentially what you start up the morning. And then we, we have a kind of a lesson lecture. So if it's Monday, Wednesday, or Friday... We're doing a presentation, and if it's not those days, he's talking and giving, asking us questions, and kind of rapid fire, and just you know, he's covering certain topics that he thinks are important and that are important. And then we go back to clinic, uh, and of course, how we, we, of course, we need to finish our progress notes. We do the orders, any ordering that needs to be done for that patient, and we. Uh, we we do the diagnoses and whatnot, and then we don't sign those because he has to go over it before it gets signed and becomes permanent medical record. And then we go back to clinic, and we see some patients in clinic. Week one ends up being a lot more like shadowing. You go in with him, he comes out, you write some notes, you take you. Know, we have an alternate with my partner on who gets to write which patient's notes, and then we as you end week one. You start seeing patients more on your own. Week two, you get a little bit more opportunity to go chat with patients all by yourself and then report back to the doctor. My only critique is that, generally speaking, when I say report back to the doctor, I actually don't get to report very much back to the doctor before the doctor just walks into the patient's room. 
So it's really tricky to figure out how to get the pertinent information in in the five seconds that he's going to walk from the office to the patient's room. <laughs> and then find the tactful way during the visit to be like, uh, she has uh, leg numbness. <laughs> like something like that you know it's like oh by the way before you leave she's also mentioned these things so it's a process and then all uh, the entire time he's asking you know what would you do what would you order what what medication would you give this patient and these are sick patients with chronic kidney disease and diabetes and all sorts of different things and you wouldn't believe how many medications you cannot give a patient who has chronic kidney disease? <laughs> How many antibiotics that exclude? And then especially if the patient has any sort of allergy, then you're like, oh my goodness, I can't give them any penicillins. <laughs> and they and they have kidney issues, and I can't give them nitrofuritin. Or so, you know, it's like, what is going on? Uh, so it ends up being a long discussion, and then you realize that the patient's probably sitting at the pharmacy going, why isn't my medication called in yet? Uh, <laughs> so it's it's a lot of work. It's And then... The entire time, like, he'll keep asking. And if you show a little bit of uncertainty, he'll kind of look at you and ask the question again. Or he'll look at your partner and ask the, ask the question to your partner. And, and you might have gotten it right, but <laughs> your know. partner thinks that you didn't. So they're going to give a different answer. He's right. like, nah. Uh, <laughs> see, I've done that. My partner has done that. And it's... And at the same time, you feel like you're a tiny little, like, oh my gosh, what am I, <laughs> like a pre-med student? I don't know anything. All this to say, <laughs> I think this is actually a very good rotation in that it will probably prepare you very well for your first year of residency. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be great practice for your first year of residency. I think it's a great rotation because it really prepares you for the shelf exam because you are covering so many high yield topics and he is picking them apart and finding all your little weaknesses <laughs> And I think in general, that makes you better because once you know what you don't know and then you're taught what you don't know, you know it. You've learned a lot. That That's a very imprinting experience. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then like, as one, you know, one example, we were discussing a patient who had chronic di- uh, diarrhea. I know, lovely co- topic for most people, but... He was talking us through, like, okay, what would you do for a patient who's had diarrhea for, like, four days? And what would you order? What would you tell them to do? What would your advice be? And we were working our way through it very clumsily. But eventually we got to, like, the brat diet. And this is probably not a mistake most people (laughs) are going to (laughs) make. But it's like, what's the brat diet? And then it's like, and I was like, bread apples and crackers no and, and he was like there is no c in brat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah that's right there's no c and it's like it's banana banana rice it's ap- my mom's actually it's not toast oh what is it my mom always it's said toast light tea or wheat tea oh that's interesting and my mom's a nurse, and so anytime we got sick, we got stuck on the brat diet, but she she said toast. Yeah, but it's apparently for wheat chronic tea. diarrhea, can't you just do pump them with iron and water? You're a monster. <laughs> iron makes you constipated. <laughs> You're a monster. 
No, I think generally <laughs> speaking, and this is one of those imprinting moments because he asked a similar question about why would you not give amotidine to a patient who had diarrhea? And it was, the answer to it was, is generally speaking, it's some kind, your body is trying to get rid of something, so let it get rid of it. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> so that, that, that's the, the kind of the long and the short. It's like, again, very imprinting. <laughs> you, you remember that now. And just like the brat diet. And then the, the common reoccurring theme this week for me has been he asked what to do with a myocardial infarction in week one. And I started listing off Mona Bash, which is an acronym that medical students know for what to do in an MI. And that's morphine, oxygen, that's like Mona. Okay, so N, nitrogen, A is ACE inhibitors, no, aspirin, sorry is aspirin, B is beta blockers, another A is ACE inhibitors, heparin, statins, I'm a little off my yeah, list here. Fine. And then you end, uh, I think, bash with a C at the end, and the C is Plavix. And I know it's the generic name for Plavix. <laughs> Don't make me do this. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I did that, I just rattled off, and he really honed in on the fact that I said morphine. Because morphine is M, and that's first. But it's not the first thing you give your patient who has an MI. You don't just give them morphine. And so the entire time, this whole week, because, yes, today was our MI uh, coronary artery disease lecture, he kept, you know, oh, you're going to give him morphine? You're going to give him morphine? <laughs> and he kept, like, poking me with that. And then we showed him this video, which I, I think he, he found a little nostalgic. Uh, oh, did he like it? Yeah, he liked it. We found a clip from ER, the TV show, where um, a doctor was going through the process of figuring out if a patient had a, um, an MI and then how to treat it. He thought it was pretty nostalgic because it was <laughs> a lot of doctors, apparently, when he was in residency, became doctors because of that TV show or something like that. But um, I made a comment during it where... The patient was very calm, and I was like, see, that patient, that guy, he got morphine. <laughs> and he just started laughing. And so I was like, okay, I, every now and then I can land a joke. So <laughs> it's it's been a I, – I like to have said, I told all my friends this kind of, it's hard. It's a tough week. I'm going to probably complain about it incessantly. But it's like growing pains. You are going to kind of hate it a little bit. You're going to feel – like maybe you should pick the wrong career choice or you know you just spent four years on nothing and or three years on nothing but it, in the end of the day like i feel like i know more this week way more this week than, than i did you know two weeks ago so it's a tough rotation maybe my mind will be different in a week Maybe my mind will be different in two weeks when I'm done with the rotation. But all in all, he's a good preceptor. He's actually a pretty nice guy. He's got some quirks to him. but So does everybody. So does everybody. <laughs> but he does a really good job of like making you learn. And I think to a large extent, holding you accountable to making sure you learn. So that has been the week <laughs> so next week we'll we'll see what we can get going um but we'll for sure uh review 
this current week. We've got two more weeks with Dr. Lomboy. Yeah, so we're finishing up this week and then next week. And then I'll be online for one week. Then I'll do one week. Cardiology. Cardiology, shadowing. And then one more week of internal medicine online and then do a shelf. So um, we'll check back in next week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Instagram, MedFamilyMD. Feel free to reach out with any questions or with any topics that you want us to cover. We are currently in the works for a couple different topics. We are just having issues kneeling down people because everybody's so busy, (laughs) which we totally understand. Um, But we know those special episodes are our most listened to. So we are trying to get a couple of those going. Um, As always, you can listen to us. Most platforms, Apple, mm-hmm. Spotify, Amazon, any place you can find podcasts, you can probably get this podcast. So have, have a, a good, good week. Yes. Bye.